Brimley's It's My Favorite Time of the Week. That hour where I get to have a conversation with another human. Something we don't do a lot anymore, Jim. I'm new at this. Isn't that ironic? Don't you think? You think conversation is dead? I think it's different, right? Certainly I think it's evolving. Is. I think it's it, they're shorter. I, I, that's me, though. I like a shorter conversation. Well, this one's not going to be not that, that short. at all. No, this, that's why I like this, though. But it's going to be, you know, pour yourself a mocktail. Get it's it. dry January. Uh-oh. Get the mocktails. <laughs> Get a... Is there a Molotov mocktail? I think there... <laughs> it just, you just throw shit through people's windows. Nothing explodes or anything. You just break a window. It still feels good. Just a lot less destructive. Bursting seltzer just everywhere, <laughs> spraying. It's just a bottle of seltzer. That's a... A Molotov mocktail is just you whip it and then... Spins it around, spraying everywhere. Smells like a hint of pineapple in here. Well, I love a dry January. Dry January would have been tough for me. I in my twenties was never okay with it. I got the. I think one of the furthest I got with it was when uh, you, Kevin Bozeman, and I were doing a podcast for the White Sox, and uh, like the twenty sixth or twenty seventh of January, we were interviewing Frank Thomas. Oh yeah. And uh, Kevin's like, "I'm not drinking alone." I was like, "I'm out. I'm I'm in." Like it was so easy to convince me. He thought of you know. I'm just like, "Yeah, I'll do it." Talk to a Hall of Famer today. Mm-hmm. We're gonna I'm we're drinking. doing it at a bar. I'm gonna have a drink in front of me. I'll break it. That was Why so not? close. Yeah, but it was uh, it was worth it. It's but a, I was ready. I need an excuse to break it. It's a 31-day month. It is. It's a marathon. Too long, I say. And it's uh, and if anyone's out there doing the dry January, rooting you on. Good for you. It would have been difficult, though, because they're saying that's the age group that's doing it, these people in their 20s. Really? Yeah, I would not have. I think younger generations are more concerned with, like, being better. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, like, I don't know. I, I think they want to, like, like, in my 20s, I didn't give a shit about, like, self-care or anything like that. I think younger generations see that stuff more. Accountability. Yeah. That's, that's a good word for it. It's a factor for them. Yeah, I think it is. Maybe some people see it as cancel. Oh, there's a, there's a line there. It's all in that, in that orbit, right? Yeah. I think so. It's all how you interpret it. My kids think cancel culture is just about plans. (laughs) We're going to New York. Nope. Canceled. (laughs) We have school tomorrow. Canceled. Is this what cancel culture means? (laughs) Pour me, pour me a mocktail. Dude, um, you know who would, used to do dry January with me? Gretel. No. <laughs> That's not real. That's not real. Gretel's not a real person. You She's can't not. keep doing this to me. You can't go back and forth on the reality of Gretel. I wanted it called back because I got a nice message from a brim, Mary Duffy. And, and again, this oh, yeah, Facebook thing, I can't respond to people. I know. I got to fix it. I just the don't. double I'm authentication sorry. mode or whatever the hell it is. Um, but I got a little, like, I love the Gretel reference. <laughs> we got a lot of Brimley banter that we'll come back to shortly. I want to hear a little bit about your weekend. You were in Las Vegas, Nevada. Viva. I was there, man. It was Elvis's birthday this weekend. Oh, that's a great time to go. He's dead. He is. A lot of people did not believe that when we were growing up. That was the original conspiracy. That was the one thing that we used to have to deal with. Yeah. Now it's everything. Oh, we've got millions of them. Now the government's a conspiracy. <laughs> Everything's a conspiracy. Everything's a, uh, a maybe. Mm-hmm. Depends on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. But no, we were there for Elvis's birthday. Loved it. Um, great time to get away. Super cold here in Chicago. Yeah, too. awful. Brutal. Didn't like it one bit. Inside of my windshield was frozen. That's how cold it got at one point this weekend. Wow. That's a weird thing to take a scraper to the inside of your car. That's not. That's uh, when you, you're in trouble. Where are you going that you have to get? That's the thing. I'm like, I don't want to. scraping the I, inside. Why am I leaving? Well, no one should be out here. 
Where are the shavings going? And, uh, just everywhere. You're just melting them back. You know, you're just melting them down. You got the defroster on, just putting them right back in. They're spritzing out what at you- me like a Molotov mocktail. <laughs> it- they go right back into the air ducts and boom. Was it solo or were you on the, uh, were you on a date? With no, I was solo. Ms. Ms. X? Are we I still calling solo. her? What are you, Ms. I don't really know. We don't, I don't know. We have to, do we have to have a nickname for her? I don't think we have to have a nickname. We oh, just, okay. I don't know if we have to use a name or anything. Oh, right? okay. We can just, I, we don't have to have a, we can just talk normally. We don't have to have a nickname. I don't know. We don't have to talk about her at all. We don't have to, <laughs> we just pretend she doesn't exist. <laughs> That's not true at all. We can just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But no, I was just I was, wondering. Yeah, I was I was by myself. What the protocol would be for that. Like <laughs> you scrape her side first. If you have to scrape scrape the inside of the windshield with a date in the car, you always scrape her side first. No, that's a good question. Do you have faith in the defrost button? Eventually. Here's the thing about living uh in in a, an apartment though, right? So I'm on the second floor. So it's not like I can just one, I don't have a remote starter. But two, it's not like I can just run out there real quick, start the like. Yeah. You're making the commitment to leave the house already. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of starting the car, letting it run, and going back inside? You know, it just doesn't well, just work stay the out same there. way. So I stay out there and I let it defrost <laughs> as I arrive at my destination. Is normally right about when it kicks in. So this could be good. a great social media opportunity. Mm-hmm. You could be posting. During the uh, the defrost, yeah, but none like, of the gloves. Call it like welcome to the defrost with Jim, <laughs> and you just go down and talk about cold stuff <laughs> that turns hot. I don't know. None of the gloves that allow you to use the smartphone really work. Have you noticed that? Oh no, they're like terrible. They got like little pads on there, but then you just just smudging your phone up is instead. It's not. I want a glove that has like a little zipper, right? And you can just like unzip your thumb. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can use your finger that way. Just, just unzip one thumb, use your phone and then rezip it. Couldn't someone come out with a glove like that? One zip that goes around just the thumb, the knuckle of the thumb. Brilliant. Wouldn't that be nice? Why hasn't anyone made zipper gloves? I'm an idea. I'm an idea man this week. I got a lot of them. Let's go. Wait a minute. So you think a pair of gloves with a zipper on each finger? (laughs) Just one. Just one for the thumb. Surely this already exists. This is a grand idea. Not all of them. I'm not like not Michael Jackson gloves or the. You could or, sell these with our sponge shower thing. <laughs> it's a great the, idea. The handle that we uh, fill with the detergent. <laughs> it's perfect. Do you remember the gloves that were like mittens, but then you opened them and you had the finger? Like, yeah, that was a thing. But they don't have gloves that you can pop off a finger. Those gloves never worked. No. My kids have those gloves. It's like putting a sock on your hand. <laughs> Ellie the other day, my, uh, my gloves are all wet. <laughs> yeah. Because you touch snow. Those gloves are a dollar for a reason. They suck. They don't work. That's why we don't care. Look around, look on the ground. They're frozen in every curb. They're everywhere. They're littered. They're disrespected. Why do we keep making those? <laughs> How much space are they taking up on earth? They don't even work. <laughs> Right? Yeah, because you touch snow is the funniest <laughs> explanation to this child. Those gloves are a nightmare. When I see them, like we have a basket mm-hmm. that's, um, you would think it's, it's like a lost and found. Sure. Right? You, you, it's ours. It's all our stuff. You just have to match it up. Yeah. So you go in there and I d- those don't even like register on me when I'm looking for gloves for the kids because they don't do, they do more harm than they do good. Awful. Uh, like even living alone. Yeah. I've got 11 gloves, nine of them are lefts, and then, the, and then the two that are rights are not pairs with any of the nine. It's like, how, did, how didn't we accidentally get one that matches somewhere along the line? <laughs> oh, so only one of your gloves has zippers on it then? None of them do. I need this. Is this, I don't know if this exists or not. I think it's a much better, there's got to be a better way. 
I got a pair of gloves last year that I had faith in. They were a gift. Sarah got them for me. Mm -hmm. North Face. Now that's the brand, okay. right? That's yeah, how they yeah. get you. Yeah. So you think, wow, these must be legit because I would doing. never buy these for myself. Look at of these course. gloves. They're not even that good. Not that good. No. What? Not that good in what capacity? My hands get cold. Okay. Okay. That's a, and that's the <laughs> primary job of a glove. Like we could admit that. The, no, they have the, good the glove seal. zipper is a secondary. They have good seal uh -huh. because that's a thing, right? Especially when you're a kid, you don't appreciate that. Those gloves have not good seal. So the snow goes up your wrists. Yeah. And that's where you're always having a problem. Absolutely. Kids gloves are, they need to be um, given some attention. If you could come up with great kids gloves, you can make a lot of money. Yeah. All right. Well, let's work on that then. You We're, think they like zippers? I'm canceling the Vic. <laughs> we're going to China tomorrow. And we're going we're gonna to meet with a factory. Let's do some manufacturing. We would, dude. And we would get there right in time for the new year. They're like, we're closed for a month. <laughs> Didn't you see all the trains? All the dragons everywhere? Did you see? Are you not paying attention to <laughs> our calendar? Didn't you see all the kids going the other way? <laughs> Sometimes I feel that way with my kids. You know? Like, there's nothing to do. I can't, you know, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so you were in Vegas. Let's talk about it. I diverted you talking about the cold. So you were in Vegas. Vegas was great. And Sarah came with. It was awesome. Traveling together, though, as a couple, Jim. It's, first of all, the luggage we have, <laughs> not great. Really? My bag busted right before, uh, it, the weekend I got COVID, uh -huh. my favorite suitcase broke. This thing, I've had it for oh, years. Man. It was like a sign. Sure. The, the suitcase broke right <laughs> the day before I got the, the positive test. He must have known. I must have had it in me. I think the virus, I was holding the bag all day. It must have penetrated happens. the suitcase. It takes a day for you to test positive, and in that time, it permeates your luggage. Now, that's, <laughs> that's what the CDC says. I agree. Hey, they probably are. <laughs> they, and they probably are. What? No. <laughs> this is going to be used for some new conspiracy theory or audio. <laughs> So your luggage broke. Luggage broke. The day before you got the positive test. Yeah. So then we're, we're scrambling for the, for bags. Uh -huh. um, but we got packed up, head out for the trip. I think I might've talked about this before, but the dilemma when I go to the airport with Sarah is always like, I got clear. Oh, I got yeah, yeah, TSA. Yeah. I'm pre-check. Like, I'm sorry. Bye. <laughs> I mean, what a way to kick off the trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> I'll be on the other side. It, it, it was like, I, I should stay with her. No. Right? And then I saw the line and then I'm right away. I'm like, and I can't say it. Like I've told you, uh -huh. go to, you know, go get pre-check. <laughs> when am I going to do that? I would be pre-check if I wasn't home doing, you know, so I can't say that. Can't Not going to say that. You can't ever. But I'm like, Hey, I have, I paid for this. Like mm -hmm. I should use it. Like, yeah. they should, you know, all I got to do is they scan my eyes. I don't have to take my shoes off. I don't have to do <laughs> It's awesome. It's the only future thing I do. Like I suck at everything. Let me have this one. This is the only thing I'm good at. I signed up for clear. The only thing that I'm like doing in, in a, a efficient way and, um, worked out. Got Did to the other side. You? Could not have been more crowded. Oh boy. And, um, I've never seen more <laughs> carousels open at midway. And then, and at one point they did a drill. The alarm went off um, and they're like, oh, no, no, it's good. We're good. But she was stuck in that for a minute. And I don't know which bay she's coming out of. Sure. So 
again, it's like when you, if you went to school to pick up your kid and you're like, what door are they coming yeah, out yeah, of? Yeah. Where, where are they going to be? Right. So I'm waiting to find her. And the, the way you would have known is had you waited with her, but go ahead, but go ahead. We don't <laughs> right. need to get into that. We don't need to get into that. I did get waters for us. There you go. Went All that shopping. free time. Absolutely. <laughs> I could speak on that too. Went to get waters. Uh-huh. Hudson News. Self-service. They got the sign that the register. Self-service. Really? There's, now there's someone sitting behind the register and then there's someone there talking to her and I'm ringing myself up. Wow. And then it's like the line like queues up. Now it's three deep. And then they're like, hey, all right, step over. If you want to. Like now, oh, now you're working. <laughs> Why am I? I have three bags. I had two uh-huh. um, at that time because Sarah still was with her bag. Sure, that, sure. Understandable. No, straight up. Understandable. Straight up. Thank you. And two bags. But I got the, you know, I'm traveling. Yeah. I'm trying to go get on yeah. an aircraft. I don't right. have time to learn right. your, your register system. Why are mm-hmm. we working at the airport now? <laughs> We're working everywhere. That's the last place. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. The self-serve, the bots, they're coming. Sure. But also, like, if the bots are coming and you're there, aren't you going to compete with the, like, she was more, they were more than happy just to <laughs> have me lean my luggage against the counter, scramble to get the figure out, like, sure. oh, I have to ring myself up. Just sitting there talking about it. They're taking our jobs. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, because you're not doing anything. I, I do wonder about ringing yourself up at the airport. They have at Midway, I don't know if it's a pilot store or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I think it might be is that someone was like in awe of it on the airplane. They're like, they have a store in Midway. We weren't even at Midway. We were like in another city. They're like, they got a store in Midway. You walk in and you don't even, dude, you scan your credit card when you walk in and then you go, you pick up whatever you want and you walk out. Man. Have you seen this? They do that at the Amazon Fresh store. Have you seen that? No. It like, it's one of those things where it's like, this is going to be really cool one day. Right now it's kind of just annoying because you have to like, you put your stuff in the cart and it scans it as you put it into the cart. And when you leave, you're just like, yep, you take your bag out of the cart and it automatically debits everything that was in there. Crazy. Isn't that like, but you're, you're like, but now it's still kind of annoying because sometimes you're like, eh, didn't get the cheese. You got to take it back out and keep putting it back in. And then like, you got to talk to an employee for a little bit, you know, Can you reprogram <laughs> my cart. I didn't, I'm new. When you do that, do you go check your balance in your car? Like. Did they take the right amount? Yeah. Like, how do you, you want to know, right? That like someone else isn't walking out with me. I mean, I'm walking in, I'm just trusting now Getting free olive oil or something. Yeah. I'm trusting as I like, I'm leaving the city. I'm out of here. I'm flying to Boston. Did they? And then you're as you're taking up, Oh my God, they took <laughs> $7 extra. Turn this plane around. I mean, that's what you're trusting, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and I'm amazed by the technology of flying a, an airplane, mm-hmm. but that store was <laughs> kind of overshadowed it. <laughs> As I was blasting off into space, all I could think, how would they do that? That's like, they scaled that hotel weight system. That's always blown my mind. If I just pick up these M&Ms, I'm going to get charged for them? It's unreal. (laughs) If you remove it for more than 30 seconds, you will be charged. Mm -hmm. I still get weirded out that like, you know, you can trip like under asphalt when you're, when you pull up to a red light. Yeah. That there's a sensor under there that knows that like there's like a scale under the ground. That's still weird to me. That's like, oh, there's a car here now. Let's turn green. <laughs> when you take the candy off of the uh, the hotel thing that's weighted, mm-hmm. I, I always picture like trying to replace it with something that weighs the same like in uh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> when he grabs the, what do you call that? Mm-hmm. I don't know what the thing is, but yes. But just replacing it with something equal. An idol. Uh-huh. The gold. No. Anyway. But that's that technology is always 
blowing my mind. But so we're traveling. We get flights delayed. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff going on. I don't know if uh, you guys are traveling out there, but a lot of delays. Um, the staff, the crews are just sick. Yeah. You know, they're all banging each other. Mm-hmm. These, the airline people. Just, uh, so, reality show waiting to happen. It's spreading. It's, they are just out there smashing. And yeah. this, the, Hampton Inns <laughs> across this great land. Is it stewardess? Steward? What is it? <laughs> Smasher. It's Smash Fest. Smash Fest drink. Hammer and Hank over there. I always blows my mind, uh, the people that are doing that. That's a tough gig. Very. Um, and I remember I worked with a guy in sales who had been a uh, flight attendant. I remember him telling me about a drink cart flying around the cabin. <laughs> that was his, uh, <laughs> that was his barometer for turbulence. Oh, He's wow. Like, Bad turbulence is when the drink cart leaves all fours. Jeez. That's what I was like. Oh, wow. That's always like, whenever I hear anybody in the industry, I always want to hear tell about you turbulence. <laughs> like how bad, what's, how bad can it yeah. get? So I, now that's what I'm going to be looking for. I'm on a flight and you see a drink cart go past by itself. You're like, oh shit, this is the real deal. That's when you want to wrap. That's, that's when you it. need to put your tray up. <laughs> that, if you see that. Seatbelt fastened. Call on that latch. Mm-hmm. Call um, on that latch. So Vegas was fun, man. We went to um, this neon museum. Yeah. Which was cool. And I'd heard a lot about this. Mm-hmm. It's basically, they call it a boneyard of old Vegas signs. Mm-hmm. And dude, it is cool. It's great. It's neat, right? However, but it's about to be a downside. Twenty-five bucks, maybe. I don't really. So for each, yeah. Okay, and we go. You get pictures. It's cool. But from there, we went to downtown Vegas, Uh Fremont Street, which is the living museum. Yeah, it's everything you just saw. (laughs) Active on buildings, turned on on still, working. Yeah. Doing their thing. Man. Not in a boneyard. You've got to be, you got to be pretty good to take people's money. Like 25 bucks in Vegas. That's a, that's a big deal, right? Yeah. Like I think that you see the sign, like for a hundred, you could like shoot an AK-47 in a bikini. Like there's always, <laughs> like everywhere you go in Vegas, there's a sign offering something cool. You know what I mean? Like neon signs for 25 bucks. You better have a lot to offer at that place. All the things you could do in Vegas, mm-hmm. see and do. And I was like. Where's the garbage? <laughs> I want to see these signs, but like old. Where's the stuff that they wanted to throw away? When you blow up the buildings, I want to see that stuff that they, that makes it. Like Can I don't you know. Just have like a trash hill around here. Could I just pay someone to see that? I just always heard it was. No, a, I didn't. I mean, that's spot. the thing I would want to see for sure. But I could also see being hornswoggled by it. I could see not feeling great about the spend afterwards. After I did it, I was like, okay. Especially when we went downtown, which yeah. like. Just the seeing uh, the people alone. Fremont's great, man. It was, and the energy was, you know, going from the wind to that, I was telling Sarah, it's like, you know, in the Titanic when you, he's like, you want to come downstairs? Have a drink with my people? (laughs) It's like when you leave the upper Mm -hmm. class and you go down and this is it. These people, dude, the tables at the Nugget. It's incredible. There was a hot table there playing craps, like bananas. People are just partying. It was middle of the day. Everyone's just getting after it. That's it. Fremont is the Reno of Vegas. Yes. Is that like it, it's, yeah. it seems like a world away, like a smaller, grimier, like, but awesome. I, I love everything about it. Did you go to the new casino? I haven't been there. There's a new casino there. That like, go. Yeah. They got the great pool. 
sports book, the outdoor. I did not go there. No, we were really just in the gut of it. The underbelly, Binion's. Yeah. um, Binion's and Gold Nugget. Sarah was in the Nugget. She's a degenerate. I am too. And well, and I think one like, penny at a time. <laughs> I think the cool new hip downtown Vegas casino ruins it to me. Yep. Like they've got like this wall of TVs. Everyone talks about like, it's the best place to watch a game. And it's like, I don't want that on Fremont. I'm sure I'll go and I'm sure I'll love it. But I, I want like the, the big plastic cup that my coins fall into. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I want the feel the grit. Um, yeah. I want that. I want that. I want all of that stuff still. I want the, there's a great game there where you can like, uh, it's like an old horse racing game that I always play when I'm out that way. And it's just very old timey and like, dude, I know that the game. quarters falling down. Yeah. Right. There's one at the MGM now and there's one at the D the one, at the D still just quarters fall into your cup. I'm like, this is Vegas. Larry Reeb, uncle yeah. Lair loves that game. Yeah. The ponies get out there. Oh, you're into that too? It's a great game. That's funny. And you can like, you know, lose a quarter at a time and get free drinks all day at the downtown casinos at that game. You can't really do that the same way on the strip. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, Sarah, you know, I, I'm like the bank, mm-hmm. you know, cause she's going to go out there and gamble. Mm-hmm. You don't gamble at all. Do you? I don't. I used to, mm-hmm. but I didn't really have a strategy. Sure. Right. That's not stopping Sarah. No. I, she one. was, she was like, come watch me. You know, it's like. I, I wanted to go watch play because I'm like, see, let's go, you know, we're hanging out. Let's yeah. have a day and uh, let me see what, how you, how you play. And dude, it's like, <laughs> I think I've talked about it before, like the attachment to every number, uh-huh. but then with the slots, she's like, watch this, watch this. It was kind of like, like when you're at the pool with your kids and they're like, Hey, look, watch, watch <laughs> kind of that. Look at this. This is. Like when it would, when it, she got a bonus, like, this is a bonus. This is now you can double down. You can double here. And it's like, if you bet more, mm-hmm. like, oh, go, wow, wow. Like, and I don't understand any of it. It's just moving so fast and a lot of faces. Everything's a, like she was playing Wonder Woman. She played Little Shop of Horrors at one point. And it's just like, is, is Rick Moranis's face a good thing or a bad thing? Like, What's happening? Three like, Rick Moranis is good. Two Rick Moranis is bad. It's I get that. It's not that anymore, dude. It's I ten know. rows. I know. Eight wide. A million images. Those patterns going like from line to line. Like I don't. Does anyone understand? No. They're just hitting a button and then woo woo woo. Like yeah. in your face. And then at one point she's like, I don't. Maybe I should sit there. Like I was sitting next to her. <laughs> I'm like, so this is the strategy. Like <laughs> we had to switch seats. What, what do you do when I'm not here? If you hit the button from a different angle, it can make a difference. That was I another that. strategy. You hit the button, you hit the button, try it. But we do that. My family does it all the time. And like, you're, you're getting lucky. You're hitting it. I'm not, I do. Yeah, it cooler. is. Cooler. You're a cooler. Oh, it's the worst, but that's it. Like, and now there's like, you guys play 16 games at once and it's like a penny slot, but you got to pay 4,000 credits to, to get the jackpot and you can't leave until you get the bonus. I get that. It's not good. It's terribly addicting. That's why they do it, you know, but it's fun. The good thing is being at the properties where the money can go for a little bit. Yeah. We're at the win and, uh, you know, she goes out there with a few bucks and two seconds later <laughs> is back. Like, wait, what's up? Did you forget something? It's gone. Yeah. The, what do you, the ATM card. I forgot. It's gone. <laughs> I loved it. She kept coming up to me. Like, it's like a uh, showbiz when the kid cut, can I have some more tickets? Can I have some more tokens? It really is. Can I, can I have some more tokens? Just, just walking dollars. around. It's my birthday. All right, here. Here's, I got 10 more. I'm just going to walk around. <laughs> Find me. And then I just go wander. 
and go look at uh, the sports book, look at people. Yeah. Hang out. It's hard to watch someone gamble. For I don't, I'm not that person. Sure. Like when you walking through and like, there's people like standing behind, like, Oh, you're so supportive. <laughs> like, I hate that. Just get out of there. I hate that. The people that hang out, like it's the worst. They're, uh, yeah. I got buddies who do that sometimes just like, no, but I'll watch you play. I'm like, I don't need that. I don't need someone judging the financial decisions I'm about to make. Do you understand? There's about to be wild swings on the flip of a card and I don't need someone, you know, sitting there remembering everything I've just done. That's not good. Well, I can remember, I don't even know how many times like you and Bozeman would go out oh, man. after we'd be at Zany's or something. And you guys would almost like warn me <laughs> we're going to the casino tonight. It's not going to be just good. Just so you know. Yeah. We're not going to be yeah. with here for much longer. Uh-uh. That's it. And, and just so someone knows where we are. You and all I, mean? I, all I wanted to know is the next day was, did you, did you make it? Are you still there? <laughs> are you still there? Cause I think one time you were still there. We've, we've pulled an all nighter a time or two, I believe. Yeah. But you don't pull all nighters if you're losing. That's the only good thing about them. You know what I mean? Like eventually they stop giving you money to take out from the machine and everything. All nighters are, are a sign of, at least temporary prosperity as a gambler. Speaking of Kevin Bozeman, he's going to be at the Vic on Sunday. What, what, what? Yeah, he's going to come through and he's got a new album coming out. And we might have him on, Jim. I love that. Kevin Bozeman I would as a love guest. that. I was just on his uh, podcast, The Ball Hog, as a guest. It was really fun. I'd love to turn the tables and have him on here. Oh, beautiful. Hell yeah. How uh, about your weekend? Tell me, well, real quick, we're talking the Vic. Do we have, uh, do we have lineups then? Um, we do. Yes. I can go over the line. Can we share that? The 22nd yes. and 23rd for Pat McGann's headlining shows at the Vic here in Chicago. The 22nd, the seven o'clock show is going to be Jeannie Dugan, Jim Flanagan. Then I'm going to come out. You're going to do some time. I'm going to do a set. <laughs> second night is going to be second show. Second show. I'm sorry. Second show. The nine 30 Maggie Hughes, Apollo again, Jim Flanagan and then myself Man. and then Bozeman, you and me on Sunday, Monday. I'm looking forward to this, man. Monday. Getting some of our favorite people out there. I, I'm I'm thrilled to be part of it. It's gonna be great. I was local this week. My uh, my weekend got kind of blown up because of the old uh, the old COVID. So I was local. I ended up picking up some spots in Aurora. I did a spot at uh, our old Stalworth, the Roundhouse, out in Aurora, and I did some shows at the Comedy Shrine over the weekend. So thanks to them for having me out. Hopefully, we picked up a few new brims as well. Beautiful. Um, yeah, it was nice and low key and local. And then a uh, little date day yesterday, Patrick. On Sunday, we went out and uh, we saw a play. Scrape the inside of that car Scrape out for the, the old lady. Scrape the inside of the car out and just <laughs> clean up the water bottles and dig at some change out of the coin jar and head down to the Paramount Theater. The Paramount? In Aurora. It's huge. Have you been there? I have been in there. Big old theater. Really great production. Beautiful. This yeah. theater, I think it. Same people that built like Chicago theater and a lot of those so. other places. Yeah. Really cool. Very different. What did you see? Me. We saw, uh, Roger and Hammerstein's Cinderella. Oh, is that a different one? What happens in that one? I does believe she, it's the, they break up and she, I thought it was the two she guys. She does meth. I thought it was the jewelry guys, but that is Roger and Holland. I found out these are very different people. <laughs> Rogers and Holland, Cinderella. <laughs> Rodgers and Hammerstein's? I think that's what it is. Is that a different, like, is it just Cinderella? It's their adaptation. It's a musical. I think that's the, it's the original Julie Andrews version is what, like that, that was their, their first one. I don't know. This This one's about Villanova. (laughs) It's a Cinderella story. 
1985. AA tournament jokes. That is fantastic. I don't, have you been to a, have you been to many plays? Any many musicals? Jim, I have been. You know how much drama I have in my life? No, I've been to plenty of plays. Plenty. Ah, yeah? Yeah. It Josephine. Josephine is uh, auditioning as we speak. She's really? up pra- at play practice. Really? Beauty and the Beast. What she wow. Yeah. Okay. I told her. Go beast mode. There you go. I might do they want you to try out for Beast. <laughs> Did you say it to your yeah. daughter? What'd she say? She's like, what? Stop, Dad. I'm like, no, do it. Go Beast Mode. Go Beast Mode. I'll do it. What's the age limit? You're not doing it. <laughs> That's awesome. She had man. to sing there in front, front of her friends. She's been um, really enjoying it. And it's uh, at Monroe Park there. They're, so, yeah, anyway, I, I was at plays as a kid. I want to hear about this play. It was good. I mean, it was it was nice to do something different. I'll say that. I'm not a big, you know me, I'm not a big movie guy. I'm not a big sit there. And I like the intermission. This is not a movie, right? It's this not. A play? It's, there's people in front of you. It's very similar, but it's like a movie that you can't pause and you can't rewind. And uh, you got to watch the whole time. Who bought they the are, tickets to this? Uh, Katie did. We, it, right. Yeah, it was like she's a season ticket holder at the uh, Paramount Theater. Oh, really? She's a big fan of the theater. Yeah, so uh, my first time going to the theater in quite some time. Um, and you guys went dressed as Prince Charming and Cinderella? Correct, correct. And I don't know where I found a dress in my size, but I did, and we had a wonderful, no. Um, I picture you arriving in a stagecoach pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what Cinderella is? <laughs> I was like, I can't go. And, and But I believed and I believed enough and uh, it turned into a stagecoach pumpkin and uh, we were able to go. Uh, they've got it down. Let me tell you, compared to comedy, because comedy will be like, hey, turn off your cell phones. They have like a whole thing at the theater now. And they're like, if you have a smartwatch, dim that. Oh, yeah. Like we're not putting up with anything. They do a, theaters do a great job of getting people to shut up. I feel like comedy clubs could take a lesson. They got a whole little... Was it welcoming though? Yeah, very much so. But like they just remind you. And it's different when people aren't showing up slammed with 23 of their friends. You know what I mean? (laughs) Filing off a party bus with a bachelorette party. So it's a lot easier to get these people to be quiet. But I I found that to be an intriguing part of it. They do a really good job of just like all smart devices must remain off and and make sure there's no light from them and turn your smart, you know, watches off. Make sure there's no light emitted from those either to bother the people around you. Oh, can you imagine? Like very like the performers in the back. Like I I thought we said, turn their lights off. (laughs) Well, we did, but we didn't say anything about smartwatches. His watch was glaring and I hated it. I can't perform like this. All I kept thinking about was what time is it? (laughs) So did you, do you have a smartwatch? I do have a smartwatch. I I, I do not disturbed it. Um, You just take it off and whip it across the (laughs) computer. Is this what you want? Ladies and gentlemen. I got to be vaccinated now this. <laughs> I just left at the intermission. Now I gotta turn my watch off. Why? So you guys can start whenever you want, and I won't even know. We did. We got to the intermission, and uh, you know, turned the lights on and everything. And I was like, "That was great." I had to get out of here. <laughs> she was like, "Wait, what?" And I grabbed my coach. Like, there's a second half. <laughs> like she hasn't even met the guy yet. <laughs> She's still, <laughs> that was just the announcements for your smartwatch. She's, we haven't seen a play yet. <laughs> she's still scrubbing the floors. You think she's just going to be that the whole time? Was the, um, is it like a musical? Is, yeah. Rogers and Hammerstein. Yeah, so it's a musical version of it. Uh, so all songs, they try and like spice Do you have a it favorite? up a little bit. I a don't, song? I didn't know any of you them. You didn't walk out I, of there with something in your head? You no. Know, you didn't walk out of there like driving down 88, like, you know, like you would after Les Mis, like, master, <laughs> like, Kind of getting, you didn't, 
Like, no. dun, 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 dun. I told you about that one, right? No. I took a, this wasn't Gretel, but I did take someone on a uh-huh. date. Hansel. And we went to, um, I, I got tickets to Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> and this one, I was living with my buddies mm-hmm. and they were, they were on me. Like, oh, I'm sure. You, oh, you guys are going on a Phantom? <laughs> <laughs> All they kept saying was, dork, 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 dork. That was the, uh, that's how the arts were fostered. I was like, maybe I shouldn't tell these guys about the open mic I want to do. <laughs> that's fantastic. Can't talk about the arts around here. Otherwise, I'm a dork, 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 dork. You ever see Phantom? I have not. I'm familiar with it. I think we had to read the book. Did or you see in high Cinderella school. where you guys making out the entire we saw, time? I saw Cinderella. I mean, that's not even, what's that have to do with the Phantom? That has nothing to do with it. I, we saw Cinderella. There was an understudy. I like that whole thing too. I was, I mean, you're familiar with the, I was familiar with the concept of an understudy. I've never actually seen it where they were like, hey, one of the actresses can't be here. So we'd like to apologize, but this one's pretty good. That's you're like, good. how good? You're like, well, yesterday she was non-speaking parts, but today she's the fairy godmother. So, you know, but she was fantastic. I mean, she, in her defense, I mean, I'll make fun of, you know, but she was, she was great at the role, but I love that idea that you're just like, no, nah, not today. Send someone else out there, you know? And all you're thinking about is if the real fairy godmother is <laughs> on a ventilator somewhere. <laughs> no. Just probably no. anti-vaxxer. I'm sure she's fine. <laughs> if we have to vax to get in, they've got a vax to be part of it, right? I was thinking of like a football coach, like, hey, next person up, you know? <laughs> 52 on the roster for a reason. If someone goes down, we bring up a new fairy godmother. That's how things work around here. Yeah, do you think the understudy even like thinks about that? They're just happy to be, hey, I'm getting some time tonight. I wonder. Like, I really they, do. I wonder if they're like, I hope they're okay, but mama's time to shine. I was at a show See once. These pipes. I was at a show once where the understudy was following the main act uh, around during <laughs> like, like a, a <laughs> server. Like a, and every scene, they'd be like, hey, so, yeah. All right, this is the understudy. It's my training. <laughs> training her and it was distracting but after a while you got used to it <laughs> would you like mimic the movements and say and lip read the same thing i went back there a few years later she was great she was That's running awesome. it awesome she was good. training someone else <laughs> she had a new understudy was taking notes <laughs> the other one was running it <laughs> i love that you're uh that this forced is what's, culture pat forced culture That's you know what, what happens right when you care about someone, when Here you are in the early stages mm-hmm. of a relationship mm-hmm. that I, from the outsider, this is just <laughs> a 10,000 feet view. Mm-hmm. This is me. This is getting cut, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. Feel free to drop your little bits here. I can't wait. You make them better. You help that yeah. person grow. And I sense that Katie is like, Hey, I got, I found this guy and he's, He's a diamond in the rough here. Let me just give him a little culture. Let sure. me bring him to Rogers and Hammerstein. And Hammerstein's, yeah. And let's uh, polish this gem up a That's little bit. It. And That's I it. and I love it. And I but think- it's mutual. I mean, Saturday we're going to a baseball card shop. <laughs> and I'm kidding. We're not. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're not. <laughs> it's mutual. I brought her to a wrestling match this weekend. But it's just, I do stuff for her. I hit her. I'm taking her to get hit by a car this week, and we're gonna go get lost in a forest. <laughs> Oh, like that's all you do. You're the worst. No, that's great, man. That's fun. It was very fun. It was nice to do something different. Did you hold hands during the? Nah, we were, we were paying attention to the performance. Are you a hand holder? Sometimes. I don't know. I don't need to be. Sarah was holding my hand in in Vegas and I was holding her hand. We would hold hands every now and then. And then, um, 
we took around, <laughs> we took a turn around the corner and I was like, oh, there's, you know, we saw, saw people from the crew and she ditched my hand immediately. <laughs> and I was, I was like, good. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're not holding hands. <laughs> do they not know? It's like, it's, yeah, you get the vibe. Do they not know that's your wife? <laughs> <laughs> no, they do, but we, they don't need to be us. cool. Our friends are here. They don't need to see us enjoying life together. <laughs> Frolicking, frolicking through the wind. Old hands on occasion, but I, I often like veer off. So we start red rovering people unintentionally. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like moving to the side, and suddenly we're clotheslining someone. Your hands get sweaty when they you do. do. That. Yeah. So, well, that's good. You had a good weekend, man. It was good. It was a fun weekend. I got out of the performance though. Like this is why I don't like having my phone off for two hours. You get out of the performance and suddenly the world has changed. I get out and my phone is just blown up completely. Uh, Bob Saget's passing. Oh, that was like, this is when you found out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean like everybody, but just all of a sudden you're like, wait, what happened? I was just watching people sing. It was great. That'd be a great scene. Your, your smartwatch goes off the glow. (laughs) Right when she's putting the glass slipper on, <laughs> reflects off and just shatters the, the slipper. What happened? It's him. But Bob, Bob Saget, he's dead. No, Bob Saget. <laughs> the theater just rushes. Yeah, so Bob Saget passed away yesterday is the, uh, the unfortunate piece of this. Did you ever have a chance to work with him at all? No, I have not. Uh, brutal news. So sad. The guy... I mean, you see the comedy community, the way they're responding. Yeah. And that I had heard this before. I just can't believe. So you never met him either. I asked you yesterday, right? Oh, so yeah. you also, neither of us worked with them. How funny, because he did come through. Yeah. Right. And a lot of guys we know uh, worked with them and just seems like a guy that we would have crossed paths with at some point. For sure. But I just remember hearing about him from other comics. Comics loved him. Yeah. And Mike Toomey, our buddy, has been opening for him for quite a while. Um, yeah, brutal. Yeah. He was with him recently. He, uh, posted some great pics. He was just kind of like, you know, no one expected any of this. Just very, very sad, very shocking. Um, you love seeing the great tributes. I mean, it's awful, horrible news, but you love hearing all the great stories our friends have, uh, other comics. Paul Farvar told a great story about when a couple of local guys himself and, uh, Chris Bader were starting out and they worked with Bob at the Horseshoe Casino and uh, just, it was terrible for Chris who went up and Bob was just the greatest guy about it, you know, and was like, Rodney used to take me to casinos. And one time they ran me off the stage, like oh, yeah. really just stuff you don't have to do when you're sure. Bob Saget, right? Like taking young comics aside and talking about what happened. Uh, Mike talks about him just so glowingly through, through their friendship. I mean, by so many accounts, a great dude. That'd be great to have the full house song going as they drove over <laughs> right? the, the Skyway Bridge <laughs> to the Horseshoe. No, he left a comic uh, on his knee being like, Hey, I know what it's like. I've been a young guy. It's not always easy. You know who, um, opens for him a ton and very close is Mike Young, who replaced me at the United Center show and that did that weekend run with Sebastian because they are good friends. I mean, that is the world of stand up, right? Everyone kind of knows each other. Yeah. And they are very close. Uh, feel real bad for Mike. Um, this is a great friend of his. And they've been touring together for a long time. So this shook a lot of people. Yeah. Um, great career. I remember him from uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. Man. Obviously the Full House yeah. thing. He left an impression on a lot of people. Left a lot of impressions on Dave Coulier. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I will cut you it got, out. No, you gotta get it. <laughs> oh, oh. The double. Jimmy. Kimmy. Kimmy Gipler. I was never that in the Full House. It I, was my era. 
Right. Yeah, that's the age difference between us, I think. I think that like you're four years older, it's gonna be like did you a little a, older and be like, this is kind of dumb. And I'm like, I'm falling for all of it. Did you have a John Stamos poster? Ah, uh, no, I did not. Thank no. you for asking. Well, I was a Candace Cameron Beret fan when she was just Candace Cameron. Yeah. Before she married like as if you told eight year old Jim Flanagan that like she's gonna marry a hockey player that you watch, you know, you have his rookie card and he's gonna marry <laughs> what's her name? DJ Tanner. Yeah. You know, Kirk but, uh, Cam, and then that was Kirk's Kirk, sister, yeah, right? Absolutely. And then they had the Olsen. They broke the Olsen twins. They did break the Olsen twins. I mean, twins. A consequential show. Absolutely. Huge. And then came back. Yeah. The redo. Redo the Netflix. Yeah. I never watched the reruns on Netflix. I hear good things. That yeah, wasn't your age range. Not, not anymore. <laughs> you know, I, I eventually aged out of it. You didn't check it out. Ironically. I'm sorry. I see plays now. And then, <laughs> and then Lori Laughlin, she went down in the, she uh, did. was College she in the scandal. redo? I don't know. Yeah, she was. We got uh, Katie says we yes. We got podcast Katie here who says yes. That's um, a big loss for a lot of people. And just like, come on. Yeah. I mean, it's another death, right? We had Betty White and John Madden last week. Bob actually commented on Betty's death. Um, got a quote here. I don't know what happens when we die, but if Betty says you get to be with the love of your life, then I happily defer to Betty on this. Man. I mean, he had just been... Uh, commenting on oh it's just brutal but yeah the um the full house thing we got we got some full house facts here if you want to get in and let's go gym here let's go only one episode was actually shot in san francisco really how about that but the home was there is that correct the home was there still okay. is there still is there i saw something that they posted bob saget posted during the pandemic he's they're playing the theme song it's like a uh tiktok thing or and he's in front of the house Stands up, puts a mask on, and just kind of walks off like he's you know, still living there, still living. Oh, wow. You know. Oh, that's very cool. It's like, a, oh, that's nice. Yeah. The uh, house is still there, sold in 2014 for 3.1 mil dough. Wow. Come on. Yeah. For that, they have two staircases. I think that's important. It's when you're the, looking at a house. It's the largest and oldest of the seven San Francisco houses known as the Painted Ladies. Oh, I did not know that. It was built in 1892. Five bedrooms, huh? That is a big. Big house. Do you do you know what the original premise for the show was? Uh, has here, Jim. The original premise was to have three stand-up comics living together. Isn't that great? This we missed the heyday. Called House of Comics. They just handed stand-ups. Just, what do shows. you want to do? That's I mean, what do you want? Remember that? That like, yeah. I remember like, you know, we need to, you need to get out there and get a development deal. <laughs> yeah, that's what they did. Gave a lot of deals. Yeah, this, and that was like the blueprint, right? I, I think the last person I remember getting one was John Roy. He won Star Search, and it came with like a $100,000 development deal. Wow. Yeah, but that was the way stand-up was. The um, guy who came up with it, though, was a writer for Laverne and Shirley, Gary mm -hmm. Shandling Show, Bosom Buddies, and yeah. he came up with the concept, pitched it. They tweaked it a little bit. Uh, it became Full House, and uh, more importantly, the dog on the show, Comet, <laughs> uh -huh. was also in another movie, dude. Who was he? Um, I will hot dog the name of the movie. Jordan Melman. <laughs> Michael Jarrett? No. Air Bud? Air. Of course. This full house dog. Man, oh man. 
You guys, every week we give you golden nuggets. Here's what's... Wayne Gretzky took a dump on John Madden's bus, and the dog in Full House is the same dog as the one in Air Bud. <laughs> Tell everyone. What's crazy to me is they only had one dog play Comet, because don't most shows... Like, they had more people playing the baby than they had played the dog on that show, right? Isn't that normally the opposite? <laughs> Aren't most shows they've got, like... This is Snowflake Nine. You know, they have like a bunch of different dogs they use, but they had one, but they couldn't, they need two people to play a baby. So they had one dog, two children. That's it. Because the twins played one girl. They were right. Right? Right. How funny. But I remember they would put both of them in the intro. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. Mary Kate Ashley Olsen. I thought it was just one long name at first. Wouldn't that have been great if they did that with two Bob Saggots? <laughs> <laughs> two Bob and Rob Saget. <laughs> Wait, he's played by two people too? <laughs> You'd think so though, because I mean, what we didn't talk about is if you've seen him from the Aristocrats, which is so famous, if you've seen his act at all, he was the exact opposite of Danny Tanner. And I find that interesting too, because Jeff Franklin, the guy who created the show, found him because he was the warm up act for one of those other shows he created, right? Laverne and Shirley or Bosom Buddies or something. But like, how's that guy your warm up comic? You yeah. know what I mean? Like the dirtiest <laughs> comic around is like, yeah, I'll do television warm up. He could do it all. And then they put him on uh, the America's Funniest Home Videos. It's crazy. I remember hearing the rumors that that guy's actually dirty. Like, no way. <laughs> Get out of here. He swears. It's like an 80s scandal. That guy says the F word. <laughs> no way. He does. The guy from Full House. Yeah. He loves drugs and hookers, too. Not him, but anyone. You know, the image. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Absolutely. But then he had um, the aristocrats very much involved in the rose scene. Yeah. He's been, uh, he had a great career. Yeah. He was great on Entourage. He yes. like played that opposite character where, you know, just all about like drugs and hookers and everything. Just very opposite of Danny Tanner. Yeah. Really funny. I mean, uh, and, and by so many accounts, a great guy. So too young, too young. Very sad. Um, and then also we had another celebrity death. Big one. This guy had a very long life. Mm -hmm. 94 years old. Can you hot dog? That's a, this is a tough one. <laughs> um, uh, oh, I had it. I had it. Um, 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 Australia, Huron, woohoo. <laughs> Sydney Portier. Sydney. I was trying to do yay there. At Poitier. The end. I was trying to do yay there at the end. That sounds like a, from our French episode. Poitier. <laughs> Poitier. Mm -hmm. This guy had a phenomenal career. Around forever. Oscar winning actor. Yeah. First African-American actor to win an Oscar. Won that in 1964 for his role in The Lilies of the Field. Big box office draw in the heat of the night. I remember uh, they made that a TV show. Yeah, they did. Later on. Was that a Carol O'Connor in that? Yes. Okay. Guess who's coming to dinner? Mm, uh, Steve. Will Smith. Okay. Did he redo that? Did, did he? A, they, they, they brought that back to life. In a Maybe it was a different name, but it was a very similar yeah. type story, I think. I believe they did. But um, this guy directed... I believe a comedy with Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder too. He did. I think he directed stir crazy or one of those, uh, really? one of those movies, Sidney Poitier. Oh man. Uh, yeah. He did so much and, and meant so much. To so many people spent so much time as an activist as well. So very sad to hear his passing. I mean, obviously 94 fantastic life. And Peter Blagojevich died. Is that right? No, Peter Bogdanovich. Okay. Sorry. Thank you. I'm not sure who that is. <laughs> You don't know Peter Bogdanovich? I don't really you shouldn't. Name. There's no reason. I, I mean, no, he had name. a nice career here. But I will tell you who he is. He's Melfi's psychiatrist. Oh, wow. In Sopranos. Oh, wow. And he was a director before that. 
this guy had a pretty interesting life. I guess he was uh, bosom buddies with Orson Welles. Really? They were boys. Okay. And then he directed a lot of movies around the time that, uh, you know, De Palma, Scorsese, all those guys were making movies. He was in that realm. He made, um, was it The Last Picture Show or something? But he, he married Sybil Shepherd for a little bit. Ah. This guy. Pre-moonlighting. Man. Yeah. Him as Melfi's psychiatrist, I, I recall. But now just looking at his face on here, this dude's done a ton of stuff. Last uh, big television episode for Orson Welles, ironically, was uh -huh. Moonlighting. Really? And we had brought Sybil Shepherd into this story who he was married to pre-moonlighting. Oh, wow. Very odd. Did you, uh, were you into that show? Not really. I feel like I was just too young for Moonlighting. I feel like it was one of those where it was too serious for my liking, but. Dude, I didn't get it either, but I enjoyed it for whatever reason. It was probably most of it was over my head too. Yeah. I was too young, but I would just be in the room. Everyone would be laughing. There was stuff that was just funny. He was funny. Miss DePesto was just funny. Like she was, you know, yeah. making obvious mistakes, errors. Like she was kind of like an airhead. Yeah. It's like those jokes. Sure. And it was like, I remember the first time like trying to ask my parents, is this a cop? Like, is <laughs> what this is funny? This? Yeah. Or is this serious? Was it like, an, was it an hour or was it half an hour? It was an hour. That's too long, right? And it was like a dramedy, right? It was kind of, it was something different. Yeah. It was in that, like, as TV was like moving into this what it is today, maybe like the HBO style of like, I don't know. Like if it came out today, I'd be like, Pat saw this great new show, Moonlighting. You're going to love it. Right. Like I feel right. like it'd be more, I, it, it was one of those precursors to, to so much that's happened since then. Yeah, it was good. And certainly launched his career. Uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah. It says here he had one TV credit going into Moonlighting. He was Tony Amato in an episode of Miami Vice. Oh my gosh. Dude, somebody posted a, I actually haven't even watched it yet. Someone posted a Miami Vice montage of actors that were on it, like before they broke. Really? And it's supposed to be like every, like, I, I want to watch it, but yeah. so many actors. That's Just all over the place, huh? Ton of them. I um, want to step back a second. You mentioned Melfi uh, also this week. Today, actually, they were recording on, in 1999 on January 10th was the first episode of the Sopranos debuting. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And when Tony found out, he said, really? On Frank Sinatra's birthday? <laughs> on Frank Sinatra Jr.'s birthday, you're going to debut the show The Sopranos? That's what he said. The day after Elvis's birthday. Unbelievable. Maron. How you do that? Come on. Maron. I, I wedged that joke in there. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. You wedged it in there like a gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> it's Polly. Love it. That show will always be one of our faves. Absolutely. Um, and go, hey, go a little further on Melfi. And we're talking about Peter Bogdanovich because I've been hearing a lot of people talk about mental health these days. And uh, I hope everyone out there to get serious for a sec, not too serious, but hope everyone's hanging in. Yeah. Dude, the mental gymnastics, everyone's, we're talking about the canceling earlier. Dude, it's tough out there. I hope everyone is uh, staying good. It's not easy right now, right? Like everything is tentative. Everything is kind of eggshells again. Yeah. Kind of, I've got travel coming up that I'm like, do I have travel coming up? No one's really sure right now. So I know there's a lot that can, uh, it's not, take a bath. Minds. Take a bath. Is that one of the recommendations? Meditate. Yeah. I do a little of that now. Color. 
that's how we should have known things were we, we were doomed yeah. when they started selling adult coloring yeah, books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. they're like, you guys need to mm -hmm. hang on. Hey, I know you're stressed. A lot going on. Here is a, a box of crayons. It has a <laughs> sharpener on this. There's 64 of them. I got you the big one, okay? Because I know you're on the ledge. You got the sharpener on the side. You ever use the crayon sharpener? It's the worst. Whoever. It's the worst. It would break. But when I was a child, everything. I was like, get the one with the sharpener. We're going to need it. I, I never had that. I had big plans, man. I, everything. I wanted the five subject notebook. Like I was going to use more than three pages. I was going to use the whole crayon. I wanted all of it. How about the kid that would put the crayon in the sharpener that was on the wall and <laughs> crank that Ugh. up? Get out of here. You're just like making like spiral blue wax. You know, it wasn't anything you could use there. Half of the uh, sharpeners in my school were missing the, the cartridge, the, the case that caught the shavings. Oh yeah. Just so it was like, uh, but, but you know, just is <laughs> dust shrapnel everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> chewing up the pencils, throwing the dust everywhere. But you're right. We should have known there was a problem when the solution was like, Hey, it's tough out there, but you want to just be 10 again. Why don't you just be a 10 years old again? Let's do that. That would be a great family feud. We've been watching a little bit of that. Family. Have you? Steve Harvey is gold. I mean. If you are trying to watch, there are not many shows you can sit down and watch as a family. Can you still? You can watch Family Feud. My kids are, we're in this sweet spot. Okay. Where they, they're, they will, maybe it will only last for a little bit. Maybe it'll be a, a, a month phase. But if we're flipping through and I see that on, I can kind of please everyone. He's funny. There's enough people, enough going on. There's lights, there's flashing, there's dancing, there's dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a great game. By the way, do you know this rule about Family Feud? If you don't score 300 points, they'd go to like sudden death. Yeah, if no one scores 300 points, but TV time is running out. Yes, so they go to sudden death. I never mm -hmm. saw the sudden death before. And it's like whoever gets the number one answer wins. This family was getting annihilated and they won in sudden death, like out of nowhere. That's awesome. It was like, Joe's is like, I forgot they were on the show. <laughs> and all of a sudden they were in the championship. It was hilarious. Did they get their asses kicked? Did they not win the $10,000? No, they did win at the end too. Did it, they like, really? Fortunes changed like on a dime. It was, oh. it was really uh, a compelling episode, Jim. I think two things are going to happen. I have two thoughts on this. One, I, I love that the kids are in that sweet spot right now. I do think they'll eventually get to a point, though, where they get old enough to understand Steve Harvey's innuendos, and you might not be able to watch this with them anymore because there's a lot of that going on, right? Isn't there a lot of, like, name a place you want to kiss your wife, you know? And they give you, like, these leading questions because right. someone's going to say something, you know, yeah. inappropriate, you know? People are like, at home, and then someone's going to be, you know, I don't want to say it to these young brims, but like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Show me downstairs, you know, or whatever the, cause he doesn't say it either. He always gives like a, an innuendo somewhere, right? He'll, he'll do that as well. Yeah. I, they're eventually they're going to figure like it out. You like doing that? You like going down there in the basement? Is <laughs> that what you like? Right. Isn't it dark you down like there? Spend a lot of time in that, in that <laughs> walk-in. You've been down there? <laughs> Gets cold down there, doesn't it? Can be damp, huh? Show me the basement. No dry January there. <laughs> It's not dry, is it? Show me basement. Oh, I love uh, when they go. Uh, you he, when he's quizzing them at the end for the speed round, he'll go. You said, survey said, <laughs> you said, survey said. He he doesn't even say survey. He doesn't finish said. Mm -hmm. Survey said. <laughs> 
Love it. He is killing it. He's dude. doing great. People love him. He's so funny. Yeah. He's very funny. But the family yeah. feud I was thinking about was uh, top answers for getting up out of your seat in grammar school, like when you're a kid. Talking about shaving pencils or sharpening pencils. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Is that number two? It would be, no, I'm saying, like, that would be a good one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get up to sharpen, remember that? You raise your hand. Can I sharpen my pencil? Mm -hmm. Show me, go to the bathroom. <laughs> I think that'd be the number one, right? It's the number one reason you get you, you leave the classroom. Get a tissue! <laughs> Ding! Show me, forgot something in your locker. <laughs> Boom! Just me, just Jim. It's just my picture. And like one point. But Show me school nurse. <laughs> Show me her again. <laughs> Show me one more time. <laughs> this one's a visual cue. I, <laughs> I remember getting to a point though, where I started doing the math about the money you can win on the feud. And you know, like, you know, you can win $10,000. And then you're like, wait, but it's two grand a piece. Right. It's not, taxes? A lot. Yeah. it's not a lot. I got to share a minivan <laughs> with my uncle? What is this even? Are we, this is a prize? We got to get ourselves here. What do you do? I got to pay, I'm 12. I got to pay taxes on a minivan? You didn't even put us up. It's unbelievable. I wonder if they do that to the families just to make it harder. They put them all in one room. <laughs> so, because people struggle too. They get camera shy. They get like, they're the lights, yeah. right? Yeah. I love those. Why the you get up who... for, why you get up in class? Yeah. Uh, get a cup of coffee. Really? Is it, is it what you did a lot in school? Third grades need to take a break. I get anxiety. I really, and, and I feel that. And sometimes I don't know what to say, so I don't say anything. But occasionally you do see that person on the show who every time it gets to them, they just never answer. And it's just like, <laughs> I just want to be like, you can say no. Right. You know that, right? If you like these other four people, let someone else go. If you don't, if you're not going to talk. And they're or always at least be fifth, be last. Good answer. Good answer. It's always good answer. Good answer. Good answer. No, no, that's a bad mm. answer. <laughs> that's a bad answer. So that could be something you could do to cheer yourself up. Watch yeah. some Steve Harvey on He's Family Feud. That guy loves life. Really, really. Why not? Really He's got it. thousands of dollars, that guy. <laughs> Does he? Thousands. Does he? Have we checked the- Hundreds. Have we checked the celebrityincomemonkey.com or whatever that <laughs> website was? That was- wasn't there some, there was an animal involved. I believe, yeah, but there was some website that said how much people are worth. What would you think of Steve Harvey's net worth is? Steve Harvey has got to be, um, you, t you talking crypto or? This is, great question. Uh, currency NFTs? only, currency? not including suits. I want to make that clear. This is just in uh, liquid assets. This is in baseball cards? This is not in baseball cards. What are you worth in baseball cards ah, and coin jars? I don't really want to <laughs> get into that. People try have to you break had, in now. Have you appraised the Otis Wilson yet? No, I have not appraised the Otis Wilson yet. It's a sentimental value that no one could ever match. You're right, Jim. There's no dollar value on that. <laughs> what would you think for Steve Harvey? I'm going to guess um, 50 million. $200 million. Wow. Yeah, this is just celebritynetworth.com, so I don't trust him because there's no animal in it. But $200 million. He makes $10 million a year hosting Family Feud. This is not going to make, we were trying to talk to, about making people feel better. <laughs> about mental health. Let's tell people who makes let's $300 million. Let's see what Steve dollars. Harvey makes. <laughs> we should be talking about practicing forgiveness. Jim, hang out with a funny friend. This is what I do. Here we go. Take time to laugh. This helps mental health. Take time to laugh. Hang out with a funny friend. Watch a comedy. Eat dark chocolate. Color. Work your strengths. Get sunshine. You can never get too much sunshine. Never get too much sunshine. Get out there. Sunburn. That's that will it. get your mind off of <laughs> anything that is bothering you. 
burn your skin. And that would count as too much sunshine. So I was wrong about that. You can absolutely get too much sunshine. How about this? Talk to your doctor. <laughs> don't, don't listen to me. Listen to a medical professional. I snuck, about that, this. I snuck that one by you. I you really did. No. Dance around while you do housework. That's a good combo. That's right a great there. tip. That's fantastic. I mean, this I, I already do. What about, I already do that. Yeah. Well, then it doesn't help. Well, stop being so grumpy about it. Maybe listen to a podcast while you eat dark chocolate. <laughs> Get the right amount of sunshine. Maybe maybe talk to some brims. Maybe that would help out a little bit. Can you imagine walking in on someone dancing and dusting <laughs> at the same time? No. Vacuuming. But um, yeah, work your strengths. Experiment with a new recipe. Write a oh, poem. Like that. Paint. Try a craft project. You think that we're... Um, I hope that we're helping. Not trying to make light of this. This is, uh, I mean, it's I think it really is a thing. I think it is are, good to know uh, that other people like, Hey, we're all going through this, right? Like not a lot is happening easily right now. We're all kind of at wit's end. Yeah. Some of these, uh, the stuff on the list though is, um, sometimes fun to consider sending, would you, sending a thank you note. Oh, would not, you do some of these things? Would, do you dance? Are you a dancer when no one's watching? <laughs> do you dance like no one's watching? <laughs> I dance like everyone is watching. <laughs> I do too. I do too. I cannot let, get loose out there. I dance like I don't want to be here. I think that'd be my. I can get into. Uh, yeah, I'll dance a little bit. I, I like to play music. I will play uh, in the in the morning, especially like I've said on here. That's why I put the playlist out there. <laughs> Hope everyone's enjoying in that. <laughs> Go off the grid. I like that one. This one says yawn. Yawn. Studies suggest that yawning helps cool the brain. And improves alertness and mental efficiency. Wow. Okay. So don't hold them back. Get them out there. Just in the middle of someone's story. It's like, ah! Yawning really? is contagious, Jim. I don't know. do that to me. <laughs> now we're all yawning. Keep it cool for a good night's sleep. I like this. The optimal temperature for sleep between 60 and 67 degrees Fahrenheit. Try convincing a woman of that, by the way. Try getting them to agree <laughs> that a 67 degree bedroom is 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 where they want to sleep an ice box oh really what is it i'm a cold i like a cold issue? room I, no i just like a cold room Did katie start acting like no. a, a stepsister on I you just think, no i just think what does that even mean i just think that's from uh, cinderella okay oh thank you I'm like, <laughs> how do you know about those videos i just think that um <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah no i like a cold room i always have yeah, Are you? Cold. yes i do like it cold does help me sleep some people run hot I like a blanket. Some people don't. I'm big on pillows too, Jim. Yeah? How many do you sleep with? 11. Oh, really? That's a no, good number got, right there. I do like uh, at least three. I'm a two-pillow two. guy. Two, yeah. Yeah, I have two and then a, a nice body pillow. Really? Yeah. You, you, you spoon it? What's your move there? Let's, I, uh, let everybody picture this. Close your eyes if you're not driving. I dress it. Uh-huh. I put it in different outfits every <laughs> really? night. Yeah. Good. <laughs> All right. All right, we'll ask what next week. We'll leave the listeners a little something for next time. Uh, let's good, good. edit the pillows. No. I want people to think okay. I have a bunch of pillows. <laughs> Is that what you're concerned about? I love the things you make fun of me for. Be like, we can't let people think I have a bunch of pillows. No, I do like pillows. We're running hot. We're running long. We got to go. We got a bunch of Brimley banter. We heard from a bunch of people on social media. Uh uh, someone said F St. Mike still have mental scars from coaching my daughter's basketball team against them. Uh, that was love that energy. J A Schmidt six J Walsh two twenty three. My new favorite podcast. Lots of laughs. Love the South Side and Stratford Square Mall references. 
Foodie Newbie said that the 1226 show was awesome. Everyone was at top form. We loved it. Thanks for pulling through for us, Brims. Uh, Paula Reardon shared a great picture of uh, of Jim on social media. Jim Reardon wearing his all-over-the-place hat, said proud Brim. Bunch of Brims commented Dude, he on looks that. great I in that hat. It, doesn't he? That was a great pick. That's a great We got pick. a nice review here from a Carolina Brim. I love this. Carolina Brim sounds like a hot dog Jefferson, doesn't it? Certainly does. Been listening to AOTP since we saw Pat at Good Nights in Raleigh in May. I remember that well. Been, I'm very bullish yeah. on Raleigh. Do you remember me just saying when you were in Memphis on my buddy coaches football yeah. at Memphis? He was just named the offensive coordinator at Duke. Really? So he's going to be Look at that. in the Durham Raleigh area. I love area. that. I in love the that. triangle. The research triangle. <laughs> He'll be down there. So thank you, CM Jam, for the nice review. Says, keep sending the hot dogs, Jim and Pat. We certainly will. We're going to be wrapping up. I'm on my way to coach a third-grade basketball team. Got to get the troops up. Jim, we're coming off a win, 17-8. to eight. Come on. This week, uh, I'm going to be in St. Louis and Kansas City with Sebastian. I am going to be at CD and Me in Frankfurt, Illinois on the 15th. Love Zany CD Chicago and Chicago on the 14th. Love CD and Me. Get out there. You're going to be Zany Chicago when? On the 14th. On the Just 14th. Featuring for Chastity Washington. And then come out and see Jim with me at the Vic. 22nd, January 22nd. 23rd. And 23rd. There might be some tickets left for the 23rd. I uh, hope not. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. See ya.